The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned. Hey there, true believers. On this episode of Splash Pages, we are discussing Kingdom Come, the winner of five Eisner and Harvey Awards. Kingdom Come is the best-selling graphic novel from acclaimed writer Mark Wade and superstar painter Alex Ross. In Kingdom Come, the older, more established superheroes had gone into retirement, giving rise to a new generation of anti-heroes who did not uphold the same noble values as their predecessors, so chaos ensues. We discuss that, and a lot more awesomeness following these important messages. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! mission to fight injustice to right that which is wrong and to serve all mankind i can't get over this so the only thing left to say of course is the one obvious thing excelsior everyone thinks because you're a zombie you don't know good coffee well they're wrong there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval deadly grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure the aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Happy Tuesday, everybody. The only thing I need to say, the reports of my death are greatly exaggerated. Welcome to Splash Pages. We have an awesome show scheduled for you today. Uh, Rich is going to be joining us shortly, but right now we have Mr. Drew. How's it going, my friend? I'm doing fine. I've been told that I need to watch my tone as not to exasperate Mr. Leopon's sensitive condition oh in, which, <laughs> in which I will say this very much. Thank God you're alive, you bastard. <laughs> Why, thank you. Why, thank you. Uh, Dr. Chris... Thought it'd be better than showing my face. This awesome original Golden Age Batman artwork. Got this at fun. <laughs> yeah, just doing? yep, just shimmy it right there. <laughs> Is that the rock behind there? there? I, yes. If you can believe, I found this at a Five Below. I mean, th th this shirt is awesome. Let's well, admit it. I believe it. Five Below has some great stuff at times. Uh, and Mr. Justin, how's it going? Good. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, always glad to have you. Uh, so if you did not hear, uh, we didn't have a show last week because, uh, unfortunately, I was in the hospital. Uh, it was Not uh, only the forces of evil in another dimension. Uh, I, I was in another dimension, all right, because uh, <laughs> uh, what what they had me on, uh, on after the end, it was uh, apparently I was doing a little singing to my wife and uh, kept on saying, I love you. you know, I, I was I was drunk. It would have been worse if you just started spouting off some other woman's name, and she'd be like, "Wait, what?" Uh, <laughs> yeah, starts singing, "Hey there, Delilah." Who the fuck is Delilah? <laughs> and then she's like, "Pull the tube." I'm not. Uh, no, no resuscitation. 
I want a divorce. I'm cashing in. Okay, I'm selling all the nerd stuff. It's a flea market yeah. Sunday. And then she's like, I got the darkening network and the divorce. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you think I'm hard on you guys. Wait, wait, wait till she has control. Uh, but yeah, so uh, what happened? I, I fell asleep without my CPAP and uh, woke up and my heart was going crazy. And uh, my wife had a uh, has an Apple Watch. So I, I, I wake her up four o'clock in the morning, ask her to uh, to use it and uh, said I was an AFib. Uh, so that's where your heart skips a beat and stuff. So uh, waited a little while to see if I'd come out of it. And uh, it didn't come out by Sunday. So uh we uh we went to the emergency room. Hey, Velvet Joker! You dyed your hair. Oh my god. The hair I looks mean, awesome. Hi. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so so Mr. Bill. Okay. So Rich went to some acid uh, during the break. That's great. Oh. No wonder no wonder he looks so young and youthful. Yes, it's my do we, do we all my have natural color. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's Batman! Get away, Justin! Get away! Okay, all right. All so I've compiled a book, by the way. What's I that, Chris? So. I got. Yeah, everyone, hold up your copy of the book. I want to see if everyone's copy is different. I know somebody. I think Justin said he has the absolute edition, right? No, I I wanted to get it. I I lent that out to someone oh. at one point, and you never get them back. Rich, so. I love your I love your edition. Is that the see through? Is that the see through cover? It's Leo, do you have a copy? It's very special edition. It's signed. Uh, I I do Hold not, on. but I will after uh, after tonight though. Yeah. By the way, it's like full back and front. Gorgeous. I was looking at getting one graded, but um, ah. who has the money don't. for that? Yeah. You can get don't. individual books graded. I don't. Trade paperbacks are very weird about getting graded. I know. I know. No, I mean uh, like issue one through four. Not I've seen graded, graded versions of Wada, which is very funny because Wada is not really a comic book. Wada is a graphic really? novella. And people have it graded by CGC because they said it counts. So I was like touched and honored. <laughs> there are tens of my book out there on just CGC. <laughs> you know, he, he, he's going to know he made it if someone gives a copy to sign. And it's got the blue box, you know, structured around where that's where you're supposed yeah. to sign. You know, like, can you just sign there? I just don't want to ruin this, right. you know, naked cover. I asked how much know. is it worth so far, and they said like, apparently it's like a hundred dollars. And I was like, well, that's eighty dollars more that you got than I did for a copy. There you go. All right. So before we start, I have compiled a list of things that we are supposedly not to talk about to agitate Leo. It is a short <laughs> list. So, and I read. We cannot discuss the Snyder Cut. We cannot discuss Twilight. Um, we cannot discuss J.J. Uh, Abrams' Darkness, uh, the second Star Trek. We cannot discuss any Star Wars. <laughs> we cannot discuss any Star Wars past Force Awakens. Um, let's see. Well, well, hold on. I got to scroll because some of this doesn't apply to Leo. This is more agitating for myself. Um, <laughs> Kevin Smith movies see. after Dogma. He gets really mad. He really gets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we, we bring up the, you know, Ergay Erzy J, you know, oh man, goes full ultimate Hulk mode. Uh, we can't talk about Marvel in the 90s except 2099. Um, oh, we also can't say Star Wars sucks because then we'll um, we'll get canceled. Star so. Wars sequels do suck. But, God damn it, Chris. Come on. We had one. 
Well, so, I appreciate so that, fine. Drew. He's recovered enough that we can uh, stress him out a little bit. Besides, he wait, runs wait, the Drew, Drew so I just saw a tenant with Rob Pattinson. Is that off the list, too? No, fuck uh, that guy. No. No, but I forgot one that we can't bring up is All Star Batman and Robin, <laughs> unless unless we're unless we're doing a drinking game, which I would be more than glad us to get wasted talking about that train wreck. I would have played oh, it no, by no Xbox. Yellow. No Xbox talk. Yeah. No. <laughs> Leo, I had to open up the uh, Kingdom Come chat with. Uh, what's that? I said I had something to open up the Kingdom Come chat with. Okay. All right, here we go. Yes, we're waiting. Oh, yes. And I beheld an angel saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth. Wow. <laughs> and uh, that's the uh, that's the audio book? You guys got chills or what? Oh yeah, that was that was that was biblical. Yeah, yeah, that's a uh, a passage from the Bible because uh, Norman McKay, who is of course Alex Ross's real life father, or you know his real life father was based on him, yeah. uh, was a preacher, and he wanted to do this book in honor of his father. Now I don't know the story if his father had just recently died or not, but uh, mm-hmm. his father was a preacher and a man of God, a respectful man of God, not a son of a bitch man of God. And uh, he wanted to do this book in honor of his dad. And his dad is kind of like the, our, our what do you call it? Our Phil. Uh... Point of view character. Yeah. No. What's the name of the character Phil from Spectre. Marvel? Phil, Phil Spector. No, no. <laughs> no. What's the name of the character from Marvel with the eye patch? Uh, oh, shit. Uh, it's, it's like it's Phil uh, Callisto, you know? Nick Fury. Uh... No, no, no. Give He's me a second. Who watches the Marvel's debut. You, you were right, Phil uh, Spector. It's his last name. Ah! It's like Shelton or something. Yes. Phil that's Sheldon. It. Like Sheldon. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Give so, me a second. I got it. Um, cool. Continue. And uh, what's funny is that uh, Wesley Dobbs was the first cosplay I ever did as the Golden Age Sandman. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's funny. I'm actually just rereading. I actually, because uh, I was doing a little research, and because um, we all know Marvels came first. That was in 94. And then he wrote, this is his grand opus. And then he wrote a 40-page outline and pitched it to James Robinson, who we all know is one of my heroes, um, similar to in scope to Watchmen and Alan Moore's infamous Twilight of the Superheroes. And then uh, Ross recommended was recommended Mark Wade because of he's like the Mark Grunenwald of the history of DC superheroes. And, and here we are, Kingdom Come, everybody. Yeah. So uh, Kingdom Come, it was published in 1996, written by Mark Wade, art by Alex Ross. Cover price was $4.95 an issue. Got ripped off. And uh, I, I, I just looked up on eBay. Somebody's selling the complete set of all four for around 80 bucks. Uh, yeah, I'm going to check my uh, my local comic show uh, shop. I'll see if he has a uh, set. So maybe that'll be the, the issues I get. Uh, so... Uh, channeling my inner sophia you guys ready for it you ready for it missing it missing it uh so picture sicily 1996 uh sax playing bill clinton was re-elected as president michael jordan and the chicago bulls were in the middle of their second three-part run as nba champions we paid a ticket price of four dollars and 42 cents to go see Will Smith kicked some alien ass in Independence Day. 
That damn tire is still missing from Twister. Do you guys remember that? That pissed me off so much. The Twister tire? Chris, yeah. deep breaths. What's that? <laughs> Garth, your pills. <laughs> uh, so they, they, the commercials for Twister showed this tire like coming straight toward the screen, and it was like a scene not in the movie. Totally pissed me off uh, back in 96. Uh, so Tom Cruise showed us the money in Jerry Maguire. Steven Seagal bites the dust in uh, uh, executive decision. They killed him off in that movie. Advertised him big. Again. So, we can barely hear you, Chris. I'm squinting to hear you. Yeah. I'm sorry. Psycho Mantis. Okay, to continue on the boob tube, a nerd who seeked revenge became a doctor in ER. Okay. Goose. Uh, yeah, Goose. Yeah, Goose. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dr. The, Goose. Yeah, the, the truth is out there, but Mulder and Scully couldn't find it. Uh, the world was making monkey sounds with home improvement. And uh, Chandler can't remember which sister on Friends. Uh, if you're a kid in 1996, you sat down to watch Street Sharks, The Tick, Freakazoid, Earthworm, Jim, and the spectacular new adventures of Casper on Saturday morning cartoons. Uh, Brandon Mark Powers, Anthony Edwards, yes. Thank you, the glory days of ER. So uh, back in 1996, gas cost $1.23 a gallon. We all said, beam me up, Scotty, as we flipped the very first mobile phone on the Motorola StarTac. How many of us had that? Uh, Pokemon was released. Holy shit, I got a story about that when that came out. Uh, your dream, <laughs> uh, your dreams came true. You can finally eat Betty Rubble as a Flintstone vitamin. Uh, oh, okay. And uh, we said goodbye to Tupac and hello Dolly, and tickle me Elmo. Need I say more? All in '96. So Kingdom Come was a four-issue limited series published by uh, from May until August of '96 under DC's Elseworlds imprint. Like all Elseworlds, this series was set in an alternate reality outside that of the mainstream DC Universe. The series was written by Mark Wade, fully painted illustrations and covers by Alex Ross. All four issues were collected in both softcover and hardcover editions, as well as a slipcase absolute edition. The setting for Kingdom Come took place tw uh, some 20 years into the future of the year that it began, pu uh, began publication. The older, more established superheroes had gone into retirement, giving rise to a new generation of anti-heroes who did not uphold the same noble values as their predecessors. Wade and Ross wrote Kingdom Come as an indictment to against the growing trend of violent anti-hero archetypes that had sprung up out of the 90s, many of whom were created by DC's independent rival company Image Comics. The reality of Kingdom Come was reintroduced in 2006 as one of 52 parallel worlds in the recreated multiverse. The Kingdom Come reality was design, uh, designated Earth-22, albeit with a few minor differences. Kingdom Come spawned two sequels, the first of which was a two-issue limited series titled The Kingdom, which also generated five satellite one-shot specials. In 2007, the storyline Thy Kingdom Come was introduced in the pages of Just Society of America, Volume 3, 
Although hailed as an official sequel to Kingdom Come, Thy Kingdom Come actually pertained to the reimagined Earth-22 reality. The popularity of Kingdom Come mythos also spawned a set of trading cards produced by Fleer and Skybox, as well as an action figure line developed by DC Direct. Kingdom Come won the 1997 Will Eisner Comic Industry Awards for Best Limited Series. Exactly so. And don't forget, it was brought to life finally in some format, very, very minorly in the Crisis on Infinite Earths with Brandon Routh playing Kingdom Come Superman, which was Kingdom Come Superman combined with his Superman Returns character as well, because they mentioned his son, uh, Richard, or uh, not Richard, uh, whatever his, you know, kid was that he had with Lois in the movie. Um, Richard Cyclops' was, kid. Yeah, Richard was <laughs> Cyclops. Richard was James Marsden, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog's, you know, adopted yeah. father. Um, but uh, yeah, Brendan Routh put on the Kingdom Come costume, and they used the Kingdom Come origin for the death of the Daily Planet, the Joker killing Lois. <laughs> That's great. Hey, Joker! I can't wait till uh, Superman punches his hand through your chest in the upcoming uh, Injustice uh, animated movie. Uh, I'll be playing that no. for you during a podcast over and over again of you just being finish him. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, listen, if we're talking about that, oh Jason. my god. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Brandon. You know, it's funny, they've never made a Kingdom Come animated movie, and they and it's like the one one thing the fans have keep asking DC to do. Well, just give them time, you know. They're, no, they're... No, give them, Leo, they've been making these movies for 12 years. Yeah, I know, but hey. you know, it's going through, you know, cycles, so... Sure. Uh, Right I can't help but notice you left out Convergence to there, uh, Leo, which was um, the the time sort of uh, thing that apparently only I liked for for DC, where all of the time traveling yeah, characters get together. Right? It's very Booster Gold centric, right? But there was all these Wait. crossovers with the Kingdom Come characters, including Ted Cord Blue Beetle, who had three different versions of himself meet on a field wait, of battle. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Convergence, wasn't that one where it was like DC's greatest hits, right? Convergence? Yeah, Jeff that's when Kent was born during the uh, the Superman two-part thing. So that the only thing that came out of Convergence right. kind of value is John Kent's first appearances in the Superman Convergence two-parter. Uh, Thank you. you your your version and my version of value are very different because I mean like seeing like Warlord get to hang out with Booster Gold and like the origin of Wave Rider and stuff like it's like a lot of that stuff gold. <laughs> uh, <laughs> listen, Justin, Justin, you're entitled to your opinion. It's just wrong, yeah. so it's fine. <laughs> you know, uh, Brand- so, you know. Like it's it's like, like the only thing besides the bins. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong yeah. you're not wrong there with um what was the other one like the future fight or whatever that they did afterwards with like the lenticular colors covers you're oh. you're not wrong oh. it's an acquired taste and i i was eating that stuff up but to to my point that's another kingdom come so. I, w- I wish i could have found it in time but it's it's really buried in the backs issues but justice society of america jeff johns alec ross did the covers did an amazing follow-up to kingdom oh, come for 22 God. issues because the Kingdom Come Superman came to the regular DC universe and hung out with the Justice Society until they finally were able to send him back. We had a mm-hmm. God origin story, and Alex Ross did a couple of the issues, the entire thing he himself, did. which he hadn't done in years. And one of them was mm-hmm. so beautiful. It was like the actually really good follow-up to this, where you see Superman juggling his two kids with Diana. You see all the heroes at the funeral for Batman, who is permanently dead. Um, you see everyone leaving the earth because it's become so shitty because we can't pick up our trash. 
you know, and then the Legion of Superheroes coming into form, and then the last scene you see an old man Superman in a, in his in his cape covering his head, just kind of winking at the camera as the Legion of Superheroes yeah. being ushered in as the new golden age of heroes has returned. Wow. And Correct me if I'm beautiful. if I'm wrong, Chris, but it wasn't that also showed the actual Joker attack on the Daily Planet, right? That whole just JSA uh, Alex yep. Ross. Kingdom Come Run, yeah, that was beautiful. I mean, yeah. listen, let's just let's just acknowledge something. Alex Ross is again is unparalleled. Anything he does is gorgeous. Whether it's the Marvel covers, whether it's DC, like any like th there's a reason that his his booth always is at a con. It's always selling, you know. So I mean, I'm, I'm sure we could go around this little nerdy square table. And we could each talk about our favorite Alex Ross cover or series or whatnot, which... Rue, those, you know, um, at New, York, at New York Comic Con, like you said, seeing that kiosk of all the Alex Ross stuff, beautiful, huge portraits framed in ornate frames. It's, it's the most beautiful art like you've ever seen done in comics. Mm -hmm. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, oh. Brandon Mark Powers says uh, his renditions are gorgeous. And uh, the series you were talking about before, uh, JSI, JSA, he says, uh, such a great series altogether. Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. So um, after reading this, uh, I started reading his uh, Justice League um, it, uh, one JLA, shot as well. The JLA, Thy Will Be Done? That's not uh, one or Justice? I, th I think it's just called – it might be just Justice. Or it, that was based on um, superpowers, wasn't it? To, like, Justice was his homage to like Super Friends. Yeah, Super Friends. It literally was Super Friends. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. The one I'm reading, it starts off, uh, it's like the first issue is just devoted to uh, Superman. Second one is just devoted to Batman. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great. It's a cool take on Wonder Woman, too, where uh, they really lean into the whole made of clay aspect of her, which you know later gets retconned that she's the, the daughter of Zeus. You know, but it's like mm -hmm. in that incarnation where it's like she's literally falling apart because Cheetah has used magic to tear her apart, like at an atomic level. It's really, yeah. really neat. Well, oh, I, uh, I, I want to say this. Yeah, go with you. It's called Justice League, the world's greatest superheroes, uh, and it's written by Paul Dini. Okay. Oh, of course. Was that the oversight? Oh, that, yeah, that's uh, that's not that's not Justice. Justice was a twelve-issue series where. It's a giant love letter to Super Friends because it is literally the Justice League Super Friends versus the Legion of Doom. Yeah, and you get to see all of the Kingdom Come battle armor as the Justice League is like, well, we need to do battle armor stances, and Wonder Woman is like falling apart. But maybe they combined it into one trade paperback. Probably I wasn't aware of. But I had individual issues signed by um, whoever the writer was on that. But Dini wrote those one shots. They were giant. Yep, oversized. Yep. Yeah, there's uh, I think it's Wonder Woman Quest for Peace, uh, Superman, and uh, like Batman's like War on Crime, and then there's yeah. that Justice League one. Yep. Oh boy. Bam. Yeah. 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 The camera, so big. Yep. Nice. By the way, there he is. also did a beautiful Alex Ross cover of Superman and the Fantastic Four. <laughs> there you go. But I, listen, I'm going to say this right here now. Um, this is one of the few comics I own that it made me cry at one point. And I was saying that before we started. And it's just such a powerful story. Like, I feel like few comics really just nail the emotional humanity 
of the, the the DC characters. Like the to me, like again, this was probably one of the most human stories you'll ever read, and it's just so real and somber and upsetting. You know, like there's, I feel like there's no way you can't read it and you don't have like you're not left pondering it. Like well, I don't know, how did you guys feel? Absolutely. I... Go ahead, Chris. No, go. Well, um, in terms of this, like when you're talking about like those moments, you know, there's there's certain indelible moments when you're reading or watching something, you know, one one of which I always go back to is the death of Optimus Prime in the Transformers movie. Like it just gets you. It grabs you. And it's one of those things where you're like, I didn't want to feel this way. But reading this, ingesting this made me feel that way when when we're sitting there and reading this it's exactly your point you get to the point at the end and you're just like what the hell just happened this wasn't supposed to happen this i thought this was going to end a certain way and it completely went sideways and you can't help but feel for the characters you're feeling for superman for diana for norman mckay it is incredibly human and and the most powerful character in this is the human norman mckay absolutely he's he's, oh, he's yeah. us you know, I feel like I relate to him even more because I see him as older and I'm like, look, it's all of us. We're getting older. We're we're the Norman McKay's of comics. But yet <laughs> these comic characters, they're the same age. What do you guys all think? Right, all right, all right. <laughs> what do you guys think of when they uh, adapt stuff into uh, novellas or novels? Not, not novellas, but novels. Like they've done it with Crisis on Infinite Earths. They've done it with a lot of Marvel mm -hmm. stories like Craven's Last Hunt. This goes on and on, but Kingdom Come we're talking right. about had a novel. Did anyone read it? The audiobook is available, by the way, on YouTube for free. Yeah, no, the, I mean, I, I mean, the clip you played is great. Like, I'll definitely look into purchasing that because this is one of my faves. Um, but, you know, I feel like it's always funny because I feel like audiobooks are what they send out. So when we keep asking where's the movie that they give us this, I'm like, no, this is good. This is this is fine. <laughs> like, this is this is this is. This is like, it's like when you were a kid and your parents would read you the book. It's like, we're going to let other people put you to sleep, little nerd. So then you won't. <laughs> and you won't keep asking. You know, here's your story time. Here, here are what the characters could sound in, 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 your, in, in your brain. That's just what I feel like. Audible, I mean, don't get me wrong. They're great. Yeah. Like, by the we way, just my, audiobook, my, my audiobook Kickstarter for Vlada ended last week with almost $1,000. So we went over 200% uh, over budget. So nice. audiobook. Congrats. <laughs> Congratulations, buddy. You, you know, I, yeah. I used to think uh, uh, audiobooks were, you know, just somebody blandly reading the books. And, you know, some are. Uh, but I uh, picked up the audiobook for Game of Thrones, and you know what's uh, it's crazy the you know the the characters they throw in it. What? Yeah, what? yeah. For a complicated book like Game of Thrones, audiobooks are great. Complicated stories like Kingdom Come as well. Going back to Kingdom Come, you need an audiobook, especially if you just know Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. You don't know who Shazam is, and you only know the movie. You don't know who Aquaman is other than the movie, who's barely a character in mm -hmm. that. But Norman McKay and all right. the other stuff or whatever that they describe, because don't forget, they're not just reading the dialogue. They're also describing what planet Krypton is and such. And for somebody who's not into comics that much but wants to be, mm -hmm. and they hear about Kingdom Come, but they start reading it, looking at the pictures, and their brain dissolves mm -hmm. into mush, maybe an audiobook is the best thing for them sometimes. Now, they did, they, right. I don't know, did they do a Watchmen-style motion comic uh, animation for this ever? 
There's a company that does something called Graphic Audio. They've done a whole ton of these. I think it's the same company that did this one. They okay. did Crisis on Infinite Earths, Final Crisis, Civil War. Um, they've done some Spider-Man books and all that. But the unfortunate thing is that they've lost all their licenses. Oh, so all no. of all of this stuff, it's um, and I'm just uh, piggybacking on this because Drew said he wanted to purchase it. I don't think it's available for purchase anymore, man. But um, it's it's so Son good. Of a bitch. It's so a, I had saying, the cassette of this uh, way back. So are you saying that some independent creator who just had a successful audiobook Kickstarter could possibly pick up the license and go with it for them? DC, yes. All right, Justin, Talent you've got Justin. Justin, you've got to stop saying these things out loud because you're going to get him riled up, and then we got to pull him back. <laughs> this is why we don't let you back on the show, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, like, I'll tell geez. you guys, the uh, the graphic audio has some other good uh, books. Uh, one that I really like, uh, I picked up at a truck stop on a uh, uh, trip to Connecticut out Leah's way, and um, okay. it's uh, okay. another well, book that you guys have covered. Uh, was yeah, it, Justin, uh, Justin, Justin, hold on a second. I have one question before you continue, and this is very important. Yes. What kind of comics do people sell at truck stops? I need to know specific titles. Actually, now I will... used to sell a ton of them, but nowadays they're probably pornographic comics. Uh, well, there's lots of Archies, but they're they're usually soggy. I don't I don't know why. Like they're next to the hot dog machine, so you know it's like Betty and Veronica, and you can't really tell because they're like the pages are you know uh. so. Um, days of future past is what i was thinking of just just another one oh, nice. so so they're out oh, there nice. but um you have to get them either at like like on physical media at the truck stops so uh shout out to flying jays you know <laughs> or um you can go, go and get them on graphic audio if they still have the licenses there who said oh, they have God. the absolute edition of this um, um, I have the I have the 20th anniversary deluxe. Okay, so nobody nobody got the hardcover absolute edition, which is on Amazon, by the way, right now for sixty dollars. That's awesome. That's a ninety nine dollar book. Dollars, and apparently yeah. you get all of the, like, okay, so Wizard put out this like preview thing with all these little sketches in it, you know, and sometimes these go for a lot of money on eBay because it, they consider this to be like the first appearance or something, even though it's not really a comic book. And I'm never gonna get into that debate and argument. These are really cool that Wizard would put out back in the day, and Wizard <laughs> actually put out like a commentary for Kingdom Come, going through every issue, telling you, "Oh look, there's Pat Albert. Oh look, there's Alf. Oh look, there's whatever, you know." Or hey, did you see Dead Man's here? He's like in the corner, but he's here. <laughs> yeah, tons of Easter eggs in here. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, like in the background shots, like right here, I can't even just of characters. Uh, you're moving too fast. Uh, Dad, Lobo's in there. I saw uh, former President George H.W. Bush. You, you have. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. You have the the West suit also. Yep. That you'll see fire there. Uh, B. DeCosta, and she was actually that's the part where she's talking about uh, Booster, the manager. Now, do you think uh, <laughs> Mark, Mark Millar would rip off Kingdom Come or homage it in some way with Civil War when he creates the Gulag that uh, Iron Man, Mister Fantastic, create to put all the heroes in that aren't registered? Because that's kind of like totally. what happened here. Superman Site 42. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. there's uh, the president. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know the funny thing? What I what I realize about Kingdom Come is it's it's very much kind of one of those books that you have to read more than once because there's so much detail. Like, it's not just like, like I had no idea that the president and all these other characters were there. But like small things, like I didn't realize that in the future they already showed a successor to Starman. You know, yeah. like you all these like the future kids 
like again the detail the attention not just visually but story-wise i mean like that's literally right there that's the i think isn't that one of the like the tractor that kirk lifts up in superman right something similar to that you know well he's lifting yeah i mean there's it's supposed to be kind of like the homage to action comics number one's cover right but and the uh well actually they did they did that in um where the hell was that there's also honestly, did, did did anyone ever reading this feel like they could hear the famous themes to these characters, especially when Superman is attacking the UN? You can hear that really like you know drum beating, um, the ominous parts of the Superman theme by John Williams, where he's like about to like just bring the entire UN building crashing down on the delegates because of what they did with the atomic bomb, and he was just like, I've yeah. tried so hard to protect you, and you keep fucking it up. And now I'm going to take the law into my own hands and destroy the United States government. But Norman McKay stops him. But during that entire sequence, I can hear John Williams, the more ominous version of John Williams' Superman score, you know, playing. Superman is about to murder all of the United, you know, all of the world leaders because he's so sick and tired of it. And Norman McKay stops him because Superman has the power to become Homelander or whatever fucked up Superman like character is currently on TV, like uh, Omni Man. But he doesn't ever do that, you know? Yeah, and and I think also I like to talk about like at some point, like how Kingdom Come has lived on. It's not just like the other storylines that have kept it alive, like you know Brandon Routh in in Crisis for the CW, you know um, JSA with yeah. with their Superman. But I think it's also great when you see people cosplay it. Like a, a friend of mine, uh, Mike Michael Burns, um, he's one of the best Superman cosplayers I've ever seen, and his Kingdom Come Superman is literally so on point that when he met alex ross alex complimented that i think you're the best kingdom come superman i've ever seen so i was like can you put that into a recording for me so i can play it all the time (laughs) (laughs) like i I felt like it's like uh when when andy samberg does nicholas cage like that's high praise yeah He's I, a raging I've, uh, psychopath. <laughs> I've definitely done that with people that said something, and I'm just like, hold on a second. So we have this on recording that you said that, and I'm, can I use that? And they're like, yeah, of course. Like Tim Seeley, when he's like, oh, you're the official podcast of my comic book. Or when I had Paul Dini on my show, he said something incredibly nice, and his wife did as well, and it was recorded, and it's on there. So here, and I was just like, touched. Every time you bring that up, I'm just like, God damn you, man. If you want to listen to it, trust me, it's on YouTube. No, 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 not going to give you that satisfaction. His wife, his wife, you get 15 minutes with my husband, and we went for almost like half an hour. (laughs) I just want to bring the UN down on you. I just want to bring the UN down on you so bad. Um, But channeling my rage. (laughs) Shut up. Was this the first first time we actually saw in comics Captain Marvel versus Superman? Like actually fighting each other? This has gotta be one of this is one of the earliest moments I remember. Yeah, I I mean I know that um, shortly after this they uh, they kind of referenced this on uh, the Justice League International, like directly pulled from this story. And um, And I mean they did the whole animated one, but This might be, actually, that first. Yeah, that Justice League animated episode is fantastic. Yeah, it's a stupid misunderstanding, whereas he, in this, he's being controlled by Mr. Mr. Mind, but, and answers that age-old question, it's like, what happens when Billy Batson grows up? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Like, and it's that's and, kind of a throwback to uh, Dark Knight Returns as well, you know, where you know, but it's just kind of like the opposite where Marvel was alive in Dark Knight Returns because Billy was sick and Billy passed away. So it's the exact opposite yeah. of that, right? And, and, they, uh, yeah, the uh, Captain Marvel character, I, I think, has always been greatly homaged, and uh, Eric Larson, uh, Savage Dragon, he has a Captain Marvel style character. Whereas the little boy got to become a old, old man because he'd been around since the golden age and fought in World War II, right. you know, and then he passed on his superpowers to a nurse and became like this, not headline breaking news, not let's make, you know, 30 million memes and post about it every five minutes. But Eric Larson, like, gave the Captain Marvel powers to like the his night nurse character, who was a woman. So a woman became the mightiest man mortal. Right. And it's it's our like seeing Bruce Wayne like this. I just think about what a, a missed opportunity when they basically did that version for Crisis and oh. then they botched it. Right. They you made know, him a like, psychopathic jackass played by the greatest Batman voice actor who will ever live. Yeah. Right. And and it was basically that like and I know they were trying to go for that twist, like this is basically the old man from Dark Knight Returns. But I'm just like, but he's kingdom come. Like, yes, jaded, cynical, fucked up, dying, fine. But really? Like, it was one of those twists where I was like, this isn't as clever as you think. All due well, respect to Kevin Conroy, because he's he's Kevin Conroy, you know? Like, man can do no wrong. Um, although some people would say, then what was the killing joke? And I said, no, we don't talk about this. Um, but with all the like, and then there's another thing I wanted to share cosplay which was really beautiful. Um, uh, two, uh, two of my friends, well, my friend and her husband, uh, my friend did, um, uh, she did the, an homage to the end of kingdom come and she used it where she was Diana and, and her husband, who she'd been goading to cosplay for ages, dressed as Clark at the diner. And that was their, uh, their pregnancy announcement. Oh, wow. Oh, that's really cool. And I to me. Much. I just sold him and, actually and, to someone. <laughs> right. And I, I, and I gotta be honest with you. I said to them, I was like, guys, I'm really mad because there's no way anybody can top how beautiful that was. Like that's the best pregnancy announcement nerd wise I've ever seen. I don't so, know if he's glowing very much on this, but he's kind of glowing. I can see from the camera. Drew, did you tell your friend that she's put on a couple pounds and uh, there's a gray hair? I hope you didn't. <laughs> um, you know what? Um, I like life. I Hell, like yeah, I don't blame life. So, don't mess with so, those Amazons. You know, well, you know, being a Zap Brannigan, you know, we're 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 good with messing with, with Amazon. <laughs> so that's a different story. But um, no, I've seen that. Yeah, that is a sight to behold. If you have this, by the way, this Spectre figure, he glows in the dark, and he's uh, held up by mm -hmm. his cape above the ground of his feet. So it, when he's like, when the lights are off, it literally looks like he's oh, floating cool. there. Yeah. I don't know that this is like Kingdom Come oh, Spectre cool. or just some random Spectre figure. I got it at a, I got it at the Super Mega Fest convention, which happens here in Framingham when mm. there's not COVID. Uh, <laughs> there so. is a uh, action figure. It is a two pack with Norman McKay and the Spectre in the style of Alex Ross. Oh, wow. oh so this might be it. I don't know if there's that is a not. That's the DC Direct one from oh. um, a little bit before. <laughs> I just sold that on eBay for 22 bucks like a month ago. So what, it's a great figure. Oh, yes. the, yeah, cool. I don't think the Spectre's then, ever been brought to life in any way beyond an episode of Constantine. They had Jim Corrigan on, and then when he dies he later on at the end of the episode, just before the credits mm -hmm. cut, he starts glowing green. Yeah, I mean, he got like a 10-second cameo in, um, in Crisis. Jim oh. Corrigan just pops up and just transfers the Spectre over to... Um, 
Crystal right. and Pain. Yeah, I forgot that the fucking Green Arrow, who was a... Oh, good God, you watch the beginning of that show, and how he goes from being who he is to the Spectre at the end, you're like, the fuck happened to this show? Well, can, can we just say, <laughs> what the fuck would CW? I mean, it's just... It had so much <laughs> potential. I, I, hold on, hold on. Superman and Lois, which oh, is boy. on right now, okay. the biggest reveal of character of a character on the show recently that blew every fan away the Captain Luther character's secret was revealed, and I'm not oh, yeah. going to spoil oh, it here. No, no, no. I, I, unbelievable. But for everyone who's been watching that show from the beginning, when they found out the secret of Captain Luther, it blew everyone away because nobody saw that coming. Okay, I, I Lois, so Superman, also, and if you're a parent with kids with problems, <laughs> it's the show to watch. Okay, Superman and Lois is is a phenomenal show. That's why it needs to be taken off to CW and put on HBO. <laughs> Well, uh, I feel the same. I feel the same way about Star Girl. I'm just like no, it's gonna be. I feel like the second show. season is gonna be better. Yeah, I mean, on the CW, it's gonna have the same budget it had on H on the DC All Access. Hey, circling hey, hey, back listen. to uh, Kingdom Come. Yes, um, please. Yes. Was anybody disappointed that they do this big buildup of Magog, and then when he finally presents himself, he's like, oh, "I'm super guilty. Take me to jail." You oh mean yeah, he's super, super disappointing. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was a little anticlimactic. He, uh, he did away with the worst character in DC's history pretty well, the Joker. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to move right on. Let me just. Jealousy, jealousy. <laughs> no, but seriously, didn't he like fry the Joker in court, kind of like a Lee Harvey Oswald style? He was being arrested outside, and um, Magog came up and blasted him with his uh, his uh, like, yeah, staff. Yeah. There is also a Magog figure too that uh, comes with that. So, yes, and the Magog. I mean, oh, I'm God, so glad did, DC man. Comics has not overused Magog like they have sometimes with Bane or Doomsday or Rayshad Ghoul, the Court of Owls. Or, you know, no offense, Rich, but the Joker's overused sometimes. Oh, yeah. I, will, I won't okay. deny it. Okay, okay, all right. If want... you look at the Black yeah, Label, DC but... Black Label, half the books are about Harley Quinn and Joker. Right. And Magog, thank God, we haven't seen Magog in the New 52. We didn't see Magog in Rebirth. And I don't read every single goddamn book out there because DC puts out too many books. But I swear to God, we haven't seen Magog since that Justice Society story I, I talked about earlier. You, you've seen him one time, and uh, you're, you're going to laugh. Uh, he was in an episode, or not an episode, he was an issue of Brave and the Bold, Magog, and Booster yeah. Gold. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 no, I have that. But that's, <laughs> yep. that's still before the New 52. I have that issue, because I bought that issue because it tied into that Justice Society storyline. Also, and, that and you're entire right, that's Brave it. and the Bold story, that entire Brave and the Bold run was fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But I swear, it's like, as, as Leo is just slowly flipping through it, like he's actually perusing it again. You know, just, again, small things. Like, you see you see um, the Legion, new Legion of Doom. You see, technically, you see the the original version of Damian Wayne. Yes. Uh, Maybe now you version. Yeah, there you go. Whatever you just said. Um, that. And then, like, you saw, like, Dead Man. And Dead Man is a skeleton in the Boston brand costume. It's just the logical progression. But, um... Does anybody you know, have... But I, yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. Well, uh, no, I was just gonna say, and then the one thing that I still can't believe is, how did the Legion of Doom not think Batman was gonna flip? 
He's yeah. joining you. He's clearly going to betray yeah. you. Like, how did Lex Luthor, like, this is the thing I love about Lex Luthor. He's the same <laughs> thing with Dr. Doom. Every time they're always like, you know, I'm so smart. I'm a genius. I'm so smart. I created death rays. I'm going to kill Super. I'm so smart. And then he does this. I'm like, yeah, you're so freaking smart. Does anybody have the trading cards? No. No. The trading cards also contain stuff that you'd have to have gotten that absolute edition for because the trading cards mm -hmm. contain all the promo artwork. Everyone got their own card. It wasn't just an image from the comic book. Plus, there was the sketch cards, uh, which weren't limited edition. They were just, you know, part of the regular run. Um, and then concept art as well. And, uh, yeah, the trading cards are a sight to behold. And good luck trying to get them they can go for hundreds of dollars for a complete set opened leo that page that you're on there is exactly yeah. what drew is talking about just to address what he's saying how could these guys not think about how batman will betray them batman beat them to the punch both figuratively Damn. and literally as he punches luther in the face right he cut him to the quick yeah. to the fact that he betrayed him before luthor or anyone else could get their machinations going to betray batman i thought he punches Batson in the face either way yeah, I, I thought it was Billy Batson because he has to step on Billy's face to stop him from saying the magic word. Yeah, that was so great. He did, shut up. It looks like Bat yeah, No, he's definitely hitting yeah, he's uh, Billy there. Up there in the corner. You know, an original run of the Kingdom Come books does not go through that high sometimes. You can easily find these in uh, $5 bins. They're not, because it was heavily overproduced and as well as it's been collected so many times, people who try and sell these for like 100 bucks are ripping you off. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's so, so funny because when I when I met Mark Wade years ago, like I was like 2015, I, I had my four issues of Kingdom Come. Um, and he said to me, he said, every time I think I've signed the last issue, <laughs> somebody gives me a new. He's like, I think I've signed every issue of Kingdom Come out there. Somebody. I mean, it's it's not like a mean thing. You know what I mean? It's not like he hates it, but there is a little extra joy. When you give him anything else, and it's yeah, not clouds like that, he's like anything but New Mutants. <laughs> I absolutely love the black and white Kingdom Come ad that had uh, Norman Shazam or Captain Marvel, you know, metal suited Batman. Uh, uh, I don't know who the woman is between uh, other version of Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman, but there's like two versions of Batman on this ad. And the other version of Batman looks like the Michael Keaton Batman standing next to some African-American superhero character. So, uh, Drew, you were talking about, um, you know, pieces of this, you know, being referenced later on. Uh, in my research, I, you know, I, I read that, you know, it, it seems like DC is sort of like um, laying down seeds uh, of Kingdom Come, you know, over the years where it seems like eventually... Yeah you know, they're going to lead up to this in the actual future. Well, I think the, the thing they're always trying not to do is because they like, because I, I noticed the same thing Marvel does with 2099. They always try making it like this is going to be the future of DC or just like, oh, this is the future of Marvel. And it's just like, yeah, but isn't it better if we're making the own future and this could be a potential? Wasn't that what the multiverse was created about possibilities? Um, it's, yeah, because in, in JSA... You had uh, Superman was there, and then you had the threat of Gog coming up. So you had that, like, is this going to lead to Superman's world, or is this going to be its own separate thing? And, you know, again, I got to be honest with you, one of the funniest moments that I, I still, there are two great moments in Jeff Johns' 
uh, Kingdom Come are. The first one was when Superman saves a girl from suicide. That is literally the most Kingdom Come Superman moment like ever. And that also choked me up a little. And then another one where Starman from the 853rd century not only knew who Superman was, but it was like, yeah, we've teamed up a few times, but and no one believes him because that version of Tom Caller is considered crazy. So it's just like, I know this guy. And I'm like, shut up, crazy Tom. Go back to the stars. So, That's the same one you know, from uh, the Justice League versus the Furious 5 animated movie that they had with that uh, Starman. Mm -hmm. And uh, just exactly. to mention, we were talking about Spectre before. Uh, none of you guys ever saw the uh, the Spectre cartoon with Gary Cole doing the voice? Alyssa Milano was in it as well. It was a no, featurette really on the DC Animate. Yeah, it's uh, it's really good. Gary Cole does a great job. It's like a 1970s sort of uh, vintage vibe about it, like uh, with everything. Mm -hmm. Very um, 70s noir kind of. I, I would say check that out. You know, could, do you think like this would be just as powerful if it was just in black and white? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, did you read that Earth X black and white version they did? I mean, it, unfortunately, it's not Alex's interiors, but I. Mm. It's you need every advantage to read Earth X to get through everything that's going on in that muddled artwork. Yes, muddled is the best way to describe it. I, it's not a bad story. <laughs> it's just it's very difficult to look at. Yeah, it's just I was I got the I had the uh, I, I got it fished out, but I have the absolute edition of that because I hadn't read it, but I heard oh Alex Ross's art and stuff, and I was just like what fifty bucks on eBay at the time. And it came with a uh, a cake pan of Machine Man. I'm not even joking. It's a case in a plastic shield that looks like a cake pan of Machine Man. And it also came with the soundtrack for, to read to listen to while you're reading it. That's um, awesome, actually. <laughs> and it's a tomb. It's huge. It's it's worth like a two to three hundred dollars now because it's they've never reprinted it. But there's very little Alex Brock's art in it. The covers are his, and then there's like a backup Reed Richards story where he sits down and cries. <laughs> I just, oh God, I can't. Sad Reed Richards. Yeah, I'm just rereading. I'm like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm listening to you all and I'm commenting, but I'm just looking at the images. I'm getting emotional just looking at it. God, it's so great. Yeah, the, you know, it's like a, you're reliving it and fast forward. Yeah, Leo, go. No, no, I, I was just gonna say, you know, the the end where, and then spoiler, but you know, we we urge you definitely to read it. But you know, uh, Shazam sacrificing himself at the end is just just it is painful okay. to leo i just want to say th this book has been out since 1996 if yeah. someone hasn't read it by now we can't we can't help right? hey, yeah, leo, hey th I mean... this was my first read i'm saying this is the first time i've read this ever yeah this, this was the that surprises really? me yeah what did you think it was my first read as well i i wow. don't know why what? i skipped over this it was such a commercial thing at the time and I, just for whatever reason, I passed over it, and uh, I got excited when uh, this came up on the list. Were you guys deprived as children? Did you, <laughs> did you feel like this was like DC's Avatar, like it was going to be really great, and they're going to hype it up, and then it's just mediocre? You know, you know, you you were just going to read it and be like, I've already read this. This wow, is just, 3D. You know. <laughs> uh, I might have been going through an independent phase in '96. I'm not sure. Well, well, think about okay, 1996. Is, is, we were just coming down from the age of apocalypse, <laughs> right? So Marvel has that whole coup going on, and then you go over to this at DC. I don't know about you guys, but this in Crisis on Infinite Earths, that's what made me a DC guy. You know, just between these two, it's like those two humanistic aspects that, like, Drew was talking about in here with these stories, mm -hmm. which are so good, coupled with this artwork. And, you know, if you've ever seen, like, that that huge um, poster that they turned into the cover of uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, 
that those are the two stories yeah. that just cemented me as you know what I'm a DC fan before I'm a Marvel fan. Yeah, you know, it, it, I'm, it's I'm shocking. I'm, I'm a Marvel fan before DC. But go, Leo. Well, I can. You should just say you're a comic fan. You know, it's, it's no. It's, you can be divided between both. We have to have division between the comic book fans. I, my poll list is mostly DC. I just, I just prefer their their storytelling. I prefer like like the the universe. So it's it's nothing personal. I still read all kinds of comics. I love the X Men, but the only Marvel comic that I buy is Daredevil. You know, the rest it's like I'll read them when I read them. Oh my god, I have to buy this uh, Absolute Edition. I'm looking at a preview of it right now. I didn't realize I've never seen this before. It's like pages mm-hmm. upon pages of material before you even get to the actual book itself. Oh man, just that image of Superman. Yeah. Just, I mean, you know? It's, and it's, then 300, the it's 350 pages and like, you know, they're, they're the first the four chapters of the, the book, you know, the comic book, but so much Yeah, this stuff. is 229 um this one is so i mean that's roughly an extra hundred pages of, of fun gobbledygook extra you, you know why, why do you guys do this to me <laughs> it, it, it's in my cart right now you can afford health insurance you can afford this book okay like Dude, right. it, okay, I, yeah. I I have a high high deductible for my insurance, and okay. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I met it. Leo, put it this way: I just bought a motorcycle. It just got delivered today, and I'm buying this thing soon. This absolute edition. Oh, <laughs> wait, whoa, 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 Chris, who let you buy a motorcycle? Where are your parents? Like, uh, Leo, I'm, when I'm he about bought to... a copy of okay, hold on, Leo, when he bought a copy of Lada and about 500 other people who bought copies of Lada. <laughs> so your next book is going to be about a vampire on a motorcycle. <laughs> no, a vampire motorcycle. Did you know there's oh, a vampire motorcycle? That's obvious. It'll be called Steak. It'll be called Steaks and Burn. Nice. Hey, you know, here's a great question. In the Kingdom Come, where is I don't maybe I missed her. Where is Zatanna, John Constantine, the Demon, Blue Devil? Most of I those make an appearance. Zatanna, uh, Zatanna's son, Zatara, is in it. Uh, he almost gets killed by Von right. Bach. Uh, okay. Blue Devil is most certainly in here. Um, I don't recall seeing yeah, Constantine, yeah. but I bet in that Ultimate Edition or the Absolute Edition you'll see him. Yeah. Also, like you know, uh, I think Man and Death too. I I did I blink and miss them too. I think uh, I think Blue Devil is part of the team that attacks Gog when he splits open Captain Adam. Oh. So yeah. I think he was yeah. No. Oh, and then that's a rough, um, that's a rough uh, loss. <laughs> oh God. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, the other ones you mentioned. Um. Nope, I can't. Too ter- nope. Well, too, the other one thirsty. would be, uh, what is it, uh, Constantine. I, I don't recall seeing him specifically. No, I don't really see John. I'm kidding, kidding. All right, let's see. I'm at that point in the beginning here. So it's the Captain Adam, and there's the Jiu-Jitsu Master, some guy that looks like Boba Fett, Leo, and um, someone that looks like the in-betweener from uh, – Alex Ross's uh, when he did that Dynamite series, the in betweener is definitely on this page. When you say in betweener, mm. it just sounds so dirty. Yeah, yeah. Yes, welcome to the in betweeners. 
Mm, yes, and so forth. <laughs> Where the hell is the in-betweener in the MCU? Wait, we have Loki starting tomorrow. How much you want to bet Loki and the Eternals are going to blow up the cosmic uh, Marvel characters to no end soon? All I can say Boom. is, wow! Um, just so you <laughs> know, I, I just bought it. Oh! <laughs> oh, it gave me a peer pressure! <laughs> uh, along with uh, uh, a... Uh, hot rod from the studio 86 line of transformers that i've had we will keep your secret buddy yeah and uh, i would uh, recommend you... this book when you get a chance um it's called mythology if i can get it right in the camera there, there you go yeah I got the that. art the dc art of alex ross he has another one i want to say it's called marvels which is all about uh, his marvel work oh nice i mean i i just i'm not even joking like a store just put in like a 300 dollars order for my book so i definitely should get that absolute edition <laughs> I mean, what's stopping you? You could ride your motorcycle to get it right now. Just right? And, and just think of all the gas you're going to save with the motorcycle. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's, you know this is this oh is more God, motivation right. for me I mean, to just like, keep riding. Motorcycles are like Priuses. They have like two, they have two abilities to them to ride on: gas and like battery. I found out the motorcycle and most motorcycles have this. They have the tank and they have a reserve tank that gives you another fifty miles. We learned this in Dumb and Dumber, right? Just when I think you'd go and done the dumbest thing, now you make up for it by doing this. <laughs> well, speaking of dumb, I, I had a motorcycle when I was a kid. You know what you don't want to do on a motorcycle? Not wear your helmet like a jackass. A, a wheelie. Time. Oh, wheelie, yeah. You don't, you don't want to do a wheelie. Oh, oh I can think of I, I know this bears. No, 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 no. Uh, you don't make a deal with uh, Peter Fonda and yes. then become yes. Nick Cage aka ghost rider that's what you don't do uh, with so i just put into the uh group chat the uh video of a yamaha virago 250 that's the bike that i got it's a great youtube video showing off uh the type of bike that i have perfectly so nice. uh, vampire bike yeah so it's coming new. I, I have the movie on dvd you should watch it um, it's so stupid so so uh i was just gonna say uh what i was gonna say is not what not sure. to do on a motorcycle this is, a, this is a true story. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, you know, I grew up on a small family farm. And, uh, you know, my dad, uh, uh, we he didn't give me a dirt bike. He, uh, you know, uh, somehow he got a uh, Honda uh, street bike and fixed it up for me. And I, you know, being, okay. uh, I, I think I was probably around like 13, something like that. And uh, so driving that, you know, in, in the fields and everything. So I'm driving down our road. And uh, young me had the coolest idea. I'm going to stand <laughs> stand on the seat. So I'm riding this down a dirt road. I, I picture this in my head. I'm standing on my seat. And uh, I'm going to go around the corner, jump up, land on my seat, hit the brakes, and do a power slide on my motorcycle. It was going along perfectly until I s jumped up and I hit the front brakes instead. Oh. Okay, so right over, didn't you? I, oh, uh, I, I was Superman. I, I was flew. Like safety course, and they taught they taught us to remember you have a rear brake to use at the same time you use your front brake. Uh, you lose some teeth there, Leo. Uh, this was uh, I lost it for uh, on a bicycle, not a motorcycle. Okay. Uh, yeah, but I, yeah, that's I just you, sweet, lovable dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Dear sweet God, you just precious little munchkin. I can't. I no words but good for you uh <laughs> great job because well i'm just saying if he if, listen if he didn't hit that front brake he might not have ended up doing this so we might not have all be working together 
Oh, you yeah. know, time, man. We change one thing. To kingdom come. That's right. You know what? Get out. <laughs> get it, Justin. Get out. <laughs> uh, that, that's two. That's that's it. Uh... Okay, that's two strikes. One more, and I'm having Leo eject you like an umpire. <laughs> out. Uh, so, so we found out that uh, this was uh, myself and Velvet Joker's first read. Uh, so, uh, you know, um, Rich, we definitely have to get your opinion on this. Um, oh, it's getting four and a half crowbars. Four and a half. Wow. Four and a half crowbars. Wow. Four and a half crowbars. So, so talk about your your experience with this, reading it for the uh, the first time. I enjoyed it. Um, I really liked seeing uh, Billy Batson go mad. Oh that yeah. Was kind of, that was really enjoyable with the worms. Yeah. Definitely get the worms crawled in, the worms crawled out. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, no, it was fun. It was emotional. Um, I liked seeing that Superman had kind of stepped back. Like he was like, you know, doing his thing, doing his farm thing. He's like, I don't like people anymore because I don't like people. Um, but that's just personal. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I liked seeing Diana being a force of power and sort of challenging Superman. And it, it really didn't feel like he was really, um, pushing his agenda he was more uh, diana i don't really feel like this is the right way but when it really came down to it he just let her do her thing anyway um so i i don't know the story was good the art was amazing there were emotional things it was great seeing luther get punched in the face seeing all those background characters that you guys were talking about um it just had a lot of great elements and uh, so that's why I feel really strong about my four and a half crowbar rating. Four and a half crowbar. Okay. And what about you, Leo? Since you are also the new reader on the block, what, what, what did you feel about it? How, how did it touch you? I was pissed off, actually. You were yeah, pissed off how Drew touched you. We don't Leo, want to talk about yeah. that. Yeah. Leo, keep calm, okay? And you're, keep calm. We've been doing good the whole time. So. Leo, this okay. is like the one DC story you cannot hate whatsoever. No, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. It is better than Justice League Snyder. Hold on. Hold on. He doesn't hate. Hear me out. So, uh, you know, we, when me and my wife go to bed, you know, uh, we're, we're, you know, we do reading, you know, uh, you know, just to close out the day, you know, she. <laughs> they do voices. I don't know, Leo. Tell us, please. Yeah. To yeah, clo- I, close out the day, you know. Are, are, are we getting the mature rating now? Just yes, this is how, the, the, you know, this, is, this is how it shows up. podcast. Uh, <laughs> Dorking uh, after dark. <laughs> so, so and Linda Sentic on Sunstone <laughs> and Doctor Chris doing narration. Uh, so, um, I, 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 you know, oh, we're yeah. we're both in bed with our iPads, and you know, I got her a uh, uh, Kindle account, so you know, she's iPads. yeah, so she she's reading something intellectual, and here I am reading my funny pages, you know, and it's uh. So I, I'm reading it and I can't put it down. I'm like, I'm so pissed off at myself that I have not read this sooner. Like, why the fuck did I wait so long to read this? It is so frigging good. Oh, you're angry at yourself. Okay. Angry yeah, at myself. It. Absolutely yeah. loved oh, okay. it. Okay. Yes. Okay. You be as angry as you want. Yes. Did it make you want to learn more about some of these characters that were in the background or anything? Or, uh, well, like Drew said, I need to um reread it for the background characters because it, it was 
just trying to take in the amazing art and the story at the same time was a little bit too much overload at times. Well, Leo, let, let me ask you this. How old were you in 1996? That's when this was published, right? 1996? Yep. Uh, I was 23. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't really drew that old. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't. I thought, you were, I thought you were around my age. Um, I was 16 years old when this book came out, and I had been a little exposed to Marvels. You know, I kind of missed it. Um, but uh, my father, honestly, I, I swear to God, this sounds really bad, but my father forbid me from reading comic books. So I went to private school. It was my time to read comic books. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I, not even joking, would ship my comics at the end of the year to my mom's house in Massachusetts to keep them away from my dad. Because my dad found out he'd throw them away. Oh, wow. Um, what do you and, do to your uh, porn? Wow. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. The only wish is I probably was in the porn. Um, he, he, and, he probably uh, framed it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's sit Chris down on the couch books. for a few minutes. Kingdom Come was one of those books that I was just like, my DC knowledge was like zero hour of the death of Superman, the backing, the breaking of Batman's back, you know, and, and, you know, sporadic stories Oof. here and there. And I was like, I, th I swear to God, it had to have been the story that really got me into going, I have got to read more DC stuff. I have to find out who yeah. all these characters are beyond my basic knowledge. I mean, when I read The Death of Superman, I didn't know who the fuck any of the Justice League characters were who were getting smacked around by Doomsday. Oh, so you know? Oh my god. It was so bad. I was just like, why is Supergirl made of putty or something? And and then Kingdom Come I... comes along. And there's so much detail. I had to gobble up more DC stuff besides Superman and Batman, which, you know, let's face it, that's all you're exposed to. And the Superman animated series I think hadn't even started yet by the time Kingdom Come came around. So Superman the Animated Series was the other big thing, but it was Kingdom Come that really got me into like going, I, I, I got to read everything I can. And I just, my brain has got to be filled with nothing but comic book stuff. Fuck world history. Fuck whoever's the president, you know. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> what is that going to do for me? Uh, I can count. I can add, subtract. That's all I need. Just count the characters. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, One, two, three. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yes, Sorry, I am. I'm giving this. Up. I'm giving this five. Ooh. Five crowbars. Doctor Chris, the fabled five. Yeah. Nice I one. give this uh, five shouts of Shazam. 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 Yeah. Shazam. What, uh, is, uh, what, did, what, did, what was Shazam's girlfriend in the 70s called? What was her name? Mary Marvel? No, the Egyptian girl. Single white female? Isis? Yeah, Isis. Remember her? Good stuff. I do love what happened to her in the 52 weekly series uh, that gave us the lesbian Batwoman in Renee Montoya. Oh, was, uh, yeah, she got so murdered horribly, and her and Black Adam got married, but it was DC's way of going, like, we're going to kill this character off because there's this terrorist organization that has the same name as our character. Yeah, can't, can't have that there. Um... <laughs> Just like Marvel can't have a guy with a... Skull on his chest, running around. If that's what's attacking the Capitol building, apparently. Uh, well, we digress. Uh, okay, J Justin and Drew, who would like to go next? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just going to very simple. This is one of the best comics DC ever published. Okay, and this is the book that I recommend to anybody when you get that snobby person 
who tries saying comics are still for children. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Have you read Kingdom Come? Change your world, man. Five. Yeah. Awesome. Five stars. Awesome. Well put, Drew. I mean, that's if, if you ask me what my top five stories are, Kingdom Come's on that list. And it might even be top three or it might even be top two. It's it's just that good of a book. It's so good. Uh, five stars all around. Five Shazams. Seven Thunders. Whatever you want to call it. It's uh, It's damn near perfect in my eyes. Uh, I have to say, going into this, I thought I didn't realize. I thought Alex Ross art was like older art. I didn't realize it was it was so recent. I thought he was like this old guy that like passed away. It's just like an old really? feel to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he's oh currently doing like covers for Marvel. Oh, I know, yeah. I know that now. Yeah, I'm talking about like you know a couple of years ago. You know, it's just it's, yeah. Yeah, he just did. Um, uh, there was Spotlight. a bunch of uh, oh, Mar the, sorry, the Marvels, which is like a. I I it, trying to describe what the Marvels is right now. It's only two it's issues. An, he's doing all those covers. I I, I, I can I got this one, Chris. It's another one of those Marvel anthology books where they're going to give really good stories that are just going to be weird and wonderful, but no one's going to pay attention because it doesn't have Spider-Man. Oh, no, okay. that's not true. The Spider Cyclops Man book was great. Book eventually. Um, and they're also introducing a bunch of great new characters that Alex designed, and the whole thing's written by Kurt Busiak, so it reads a lot like Astro City, I think. Hey guys, just to let you know, I completely was bullshitting. I just say these things to get Chris riled up because he'll do better explaining. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you you were absolutely right though in, in hey. terms of that. Um, you know they they just had the the Cyclops one and um, a fellow podcaster uh, Jay Edidin from uh, Jay and Miles Explain the X Men actually got to write that story. You know, in the covers, Alex Ross, Cyclops, blasting with his optic blast. It's such a good book. Um, quick shout out to, they're not part of the Dorking Network, but, I mean, a podcast is a podcast to support another podcast, I believe. Uh, from Crisis to Crisis, the Superman podcast on the Superman homepage, which is the longest running comic book related website on the internet um, dedicated to a character. Superman homepage has beaten them all and transcended and won tons of awards. Their upcoming episode, either this week or next week, will be doing Kingdom Come. Nice. Yes, and they nice. have covered every issue of Superman from Man of Steel number one in 1986 to whatever they're currently up to right now. Every single issue of Superman, Superman Family. They have more oh, than wow. a thousand episodes, is what you're saying. Uh, um, yeah. At one point, they were supposed to be like a five-year show, and their, their podcast had been going on for 11 years. There was one year they only put out one episode due to personal reasons behind the scenes. And uh, they're they're finally thankfully back on track, but they are a dedicated epic podcast. It's Superman from '86 to the New Fifty Two, because who fuck the New Fifty Two? Yeah, I mean he doesn't but, really resonate with a lot of people, but um, you know he he's served his purpose, and we've all moved on as a as a people. There's actually one more thing that I there's one more thing I wanted to address for today before we, we close it off. We're almost at the point. <laughs> That's totally his way of saying it. Um, also, everybody, today is National Ghostbusters Day, so you know that's repping. Um, so to all of us who believe in uh, paranormal, professional uh, investigations and elimination needs. Whether you love the movie, wear a jumpsuit, uh, quote the movie to especially people who don't know it. And um, it's a great day. And for every schmuck who has to say, oh, I don't believe in ghosts, go fuck yourself. Thank you. Happy Ghostbusters Day, everybody. <laughs> I don't believe in ghosts. 
What? That's fine, Chris. You just again. I don't. I can't. Just... I'm sorry. Show me a ghost. Have a ghost come to my house. Do the whole conjuring thing. But uh, Chris, Chris, do you know that old analogy that if you come across a beehive, you shouldn't poke it and stick with it? That's kind of the supernatural. So just don't. Just you're fine. Just keep doing more Vlada. Do you okay? hear me? Like... Fuck yourself. See that nothing happened. You're literally holding a ghost when you're yeah. doing that. <laughs> you realize the irony of that. Like literally. It's like, hey, let me hold this ghost while I talk about it. yeah, so <laughs> and, and, and suddenly there was there was a the sensation. So I can stab a ghost, right? That that works. Suddenly no. there was a pulse throughout New York and Connecticut as a thousand spirits heard Chris and said, Challenge accepted, dumbass. Dogs and cats <laughs> living together, mass hysteria. <laughs> what does that so say? I just, Drew, I just... Drew, what does that say? Uh, the tears of my enemies. Uh, uh. Um, buying a motorcycle is a midlife crisis mistake. Oh, okay. That's terrible. Uh, Chris, riding in your shorts. Uh, Chris, just to answer your question. Well, I know you know you have to experience something in order to believe it. But um, I used to live in this really old house, like it was Civil War era house. It had a um. Uh, a boat launch in the basement where where they would build boats and then you know go out into the Thames and stuff. What's that? Universal. I think he's a, oh, no. a dudist. No. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. He's uh, the Church of the Dude. Oh, the Dude abides. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'll, showing you uh, your I don't believe you credentials there. Or... <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chris, Chris, Chris if you were gonna. Oh, uh, well, I was just saying, uh, you know, uh, you know what? I'll save it for another show. There we go. Yeah, save, save it for another We'll day, save it for just, another Just day. letting you know. Yeah, just letting you know, Chris, if you're going to be any more of a troll, go hide under a bridge. <laughs> as, as a man of science, Chris, you know, um, if, if energy can neither be created nor destroyed, only contained, how can we not, you know, believe that energy exists in another form that we can't possibly understand, i.e. the supernatural? Yeah, Listen, we got to wrap this up. So trust me, that that that's gonna take time. We don't have the budget for <laughs> the budget. We don't have that. We don't have that. Supernatural creatures and lore podcast here on the Dorking Network, which is a show I used to host, by the way. Fair enough. But it was about Sam and Dean Winchester fighting monsters, uh, and we talked about the real life lore where it comes from in history, religion, and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's in the past. Let's move on. Yeah, I prefer Kingdom Come to that. <laughs> Uh, well, I want to thank everybody for watching or listening this fine evening. Uh, we will start. Uh, let's see. Uh, Justin, where do you like people interacting with you on the social medias? Oh, check me out on the Dorkening page uh, on Facebook there. Uh, you can also find me Geek Life HQ uh, for our podcast there. Uh, you can check us out if you like Ninja Turtles, Epic Tales from the Sewers, also on Facebook. And you have a special project we're going to be uh, working on as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. it's and could it not be more appropriate day for that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're uh, working on an upcoming um, couple shows, aren't we? We are. We are. Getting uh, Brandon to do a show as well, which is very exciting. So, uh, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Chris. Uh, I do the Spectacular Spider-Man podcast here on this network. We do have the Hammer Show, which is on hiatus right now. Um, 
unfortunately. And uh, the uh, comic book, show, the other comic book show I do, Goth Girl Horror, a Hack Slash podcast, has a new episode coming out next week. And actually, the creator of Hack Slash will be on this podcast coming up in August for Superman vs. Lobo. Sweet. Hey, cool. Nice. Mr. Drew. Oh, hi, everybody. I'm Drew. Um, you can look me up on Facebook, Instagram, GhostbusterMan1984. Uh, and I write for Screen Rant. Um, look at Drew on Screen Rant. I do various projects and whatever that these idiots wrote me into from time to time. I, I, I just can't help but just ride the, the, the lightning. Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, Velvet Joker. Well, you can find me here on Splash Pages every Tuesday night. Other than that, I don't want to interact with any of you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody that? get a spear. <laughs> if I had my trident, you. Uh, <laughs> and I have to say, your hair came out perfect. Absolutely it's love awesome. it. Yeah, I had it done at the salon today. Nice. Part of my, part of my early birthday present from Harley. Very cool. Hey. Wait, when's your wait, wait, wait. Hold on. When's your birthday? Fourth uh, of July. Oh, okay. But well, so I was gonna wish you a happy birthday. Forget that. <laughs> oh, we, we can always uh, we can always you wish you a happy right? birthday. It's never too early to wish you. No, it's still too early. It, it's June. It's hey, it's his birthday quarter. I thought you said July. <laughs> few weeks away yeah july 4th get you a happy birthday on july 4th not june 8th there you go <laughs> right like yeah god damn leo like how what calendar Thank like, you. i'm, I'm how, glad leo hey, thinks i'm pretty if if, if joker wants a birthday quarter he, he's gonna freaking get a birthday quarter okay yeah we'll just scar well yeah we'll just scar one side of it and we'll just send it to him <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I right. feel yeah. like you're mixing things there, but okay. Yeah. All right. uh, for, it... uh, for Drew's birthday, sorry, for Velvet Joker's birthday, I'll just uh, I'll send him a clip of Superman punching his fist through Joker's chest over and over again. Uh, <laughs> it is a good image, though. Happy, birth Happy birthday. I, know, I can't wait for it to be on the cartoon. <laughs> Uh, and uh, for me, just Google Leo Pond. You find a bunch of stuff. Could be true, could be not. I'm not going to say which is which, but more importantly, follow these awesome people. They do a lot of cool stuff. And uh, I run a little thing called the Dorkening Podcast Network. Over 30 shows on a network. A lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff. And uh, with that, we'll catch you guys later. Bye. All right. Good, Good to be back. Peace out.